back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners. This is Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. We're now in Season 4, Episode 1, Do I Know You? And I know her. Her name is Jen, although she has purple hair now. It's beautiful. Hi, Jen. <laughs> hey, Steve. It's sort of red. It's sort of purple. It's sort of brown. It's, it's an interesting color. <laughs> well, I think it looks lovely. Thank you. It's like one of those Facebook memes of what color do you think this is? <laughs> it's the Rorschach test of hair colors. Is it like the sky after a storm? <laughs> <laughs> Which is beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> I feel like it's been a long time since we podcasted. Well, yeah, it's been like a week and a half, so let's explain that. Jen and I had our anniversary. Happy anniversary to us. It's nine years. Happy anniversary. And the weekend before our anniversary, we went away on a little weekend getaway to a local uh, sort of marina town in Maryland and spent the weekend there, put our kid with our our brother, my brother and our sister-in-law, and had a really nice, quiet, calm weekend together. It was perfect. It was. It was one of those little towns where there's about a day's worth of stuff to do. (laughs) And we did it all, and then by the time it was... And we spent the perfect amount of time there. Yeah, when it came time to leave, we were ready to go. And we did a little sunset cruise on the river there. (laughs) But there was no sunset. (laughs) There was no sunset, but that wasn't the worst of it. We were about... And it's a... You know, they were serving alcohol in this, so the expectation is, yeah, it's it's not, you know, fancy. But they're serving booze. It's going to be nice scenery along the river. And about 15 to 20 minutes in, the toilet breaks in the one toilet in the boat. And so at this point, I've already, I think I'm about 20 minutes away because it's, it's an hour and a half cruise. I'm about 20 minutes away from having to pee, start having to pee. And you can't even go in there. Like they've, they've sealed it <laughs> off by this point. So we can't yeah, drink it's a anymore. It's a small enough boat that, yeah, it's, there's only one bathroom. That took the wind out of our sails a little bit. But it didn't ruin the weekend. No, not at all. We had good food. This being said, the, then the following week was our actual anniversary, which is last Wednesday. And so we did some things around that. This is all, to, again, to say that we've been a little bit busy. We apologize for taking so long to get back to this. It, it, at least it was a, kind of a natural breaking point, too, though, where it was, you know, take a little break between seasons. I feel like we've done that before. Yeah, or that. <laughs> we were on hiatus. Four-star review, or Apple Podcast, rather. Not iTunes. People are taking your four-star system seriously. Yeah. I put it down in the universe, and now it's coming back to haunt us. In <laughs> fact, we don't, we don't have an average of five stars anymore. We're down to 4.5. Did you rate us four? I don't think I rated our own <laughs> podcast. Maybe I do need to go in there and rate us five since I haven't done it yet. Have you rated us on there? Yes. Okay. And you should all, too. Tool Wars 58 writes, when I started... <laughs> Sorry, I love this this review. When I started this podcast, I wasn't sure I was going to continue with it. I was pleasantly surprised about how much better it got as I continued to listen. I really enjoy the two hosts and love the rating system they have for each individual episode. As they continue to grow, I will continue to listen. So I was actually mentioning this to Jen because I'm, again, I got through finally all of our podcasts and I started back at the beginning because that's just what I do when I get to the end of ours. Lately, it's been taking me about four or five months to re-listen to them all because I kind of pepper them in in between listening to a lot of other stuff. So I listen to maybe one or two a week. I don't listen to our episodes at all. (laughs) 
And listening to the beginning ones, they're much like season one of How I Met Your Mother. There's a lot of cringe-worthy moments, and I won't mm. point them out, but I end up having to kind of fast-forward through some things, and I'm like, oh, I can't listen to myself say this again. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, I feel like every podcast goes through growing pains and you know, learning what works. So yeah, thank you for sticking with us, right. reviewer. I, I guess I kind of took some big swings early on on what I wanted the podcast to be and what I want us to talk about. And uh, I think we've trimmed it down to some, some better stuff. Awesome. Good job, us. Thanks for still listening, everyone. There were some other thoughts I had and some news that I read. One thing I was thinking about after the end of season three was I'm starting to notice a pattern of Ted having a habit of making big decisions after a fight. Hmm. Remember what spurred him and Robin to decide to move in together was a huge breakout fight they had. And then at the end of it, they're like, oh, so we're going to move in together. together. And then then this, and we'll have to kind of track along to see if this continues. Interesting. We also talked about... The use of the word testidine, where <laughs> Robin's dog got some sort of surgery that turned. Him. Oh, that sur- is not sur- the word. <laughs> yeah, it was no. The word was oh, sunk oh. in into the oh, procedure okay. that they were going to do. Okay, sorry, gotcha. And so I looked up the word testidine, and it means an order of reptiles with shells or bony plates, like a tortoise, okay. turtle, or t- terrapin. Wait, a terrapin is different than a turtle? These are There's apparently some sort of difference between a tortoise, turtle, and terrapin. Yeah, so hmm, a terrapin okay. is in that same family, but it's a little different. Interesting. Here's something I never knew before. You might have heard of this. Conan O'Brien has a cameo in season seven, the episode No Pressure, which I didn't look up to see which episode that was. Really? But apparently he won a silent auction for a walk-on. <laughs> nice. At a charity event, and they offered for him to actually have a line or be himself, mm-hmm. and he decided that he just wanted to have a walkthrough and be seen oh, for a funny. second, so you can see him in that scene. Huh. Okay. So look out for that, folks, if you're ever watching through season seven. Did you say, do you know which episode it is? It's called No Pressure. I don't know what number it is. Okay. But the name of the episode is No Pressure. Most of you have probably read by now that a new How I Met Your Father is has been launched and approved and being shot right now. Yay! It's going to be on Hulu. It's going to star Hilary Duff as the mother. I'm not sure if she's the narrator or if she's the main character, and I think she's the main character. That was the impression I got from what I had read. She's not only starring in it, but she's also producing it. Her name's going to be Sophie. And it's her a mother telling her kids how she met the dad. And that's all I know about it. I don't know when it's supposed to come out. Yeah, so we'll have to check it out, see if it's worth podcasting about. Actually, that's not a bad idea. I hadn't even thought about whether or not we might podcast on it. It would be interesting to podcast on a show that's spoiler-free because we don't know what's going to happen. Right. No, I think, yeah, if it, once it comes out, I think we definitely should have, you know, slot it into the feed. I think, yeah, what we'll do is we'll review episode one and if we don't like it then we might kind of keep watching it and decide whether or not we want to keep podcasting about it or we could do one of those things where okay now we're going to podcast about how much we hate epi- it no <laughs> I was thinking like okay we'll do the pilot but then we're going to podcast next about episode two three and four you know mm-hmm. if we don't like it we'll just kind of yeah. combine them yeah and I wonder with it being a Hulu series I wonder if it's going to only be like ten episodes or something or if it's going to be like a regular like sitcom season 
maybe we'll only allow our Patreon <laughs> listeners to, to listen to that podcast. Just kidding. We're not popular enough for Patreon yet. No. <laughs> no one wants to pay to see you. <laughs> we got an email from our favorite listener, Danielle. Thanks for writing again, Danielle. She writes, hey, guys, that was actually a joke, but I found the formula for a perfect email. I listened to the Seinfeld podcast, too, and was trying to model it after Chester. I'm not sure what she was referring to. Um, I, I looked at her email before that, and I didn't see what she was considering a joke. But that being said, for those who may not have listened to all of our podcasts to date from beginning to end, we talked a lot about my favorite podcast, probably when we kicked off, or one of my one of my favorites. And the first podcast I ever was listening to was a recap of Seinfeld. And a lot of what we do is homage to that podcast, and Danielle's now listening to it. And one of the main podcasters, Akiva, has another podcast he does with a guy named Chester. And Chester is sort of their foil on the Seinfeld podcast. When he writes in, which is every single podcast for his email to be read, it's always catching mistakes, not only the show's made, nitpicky mistakes, but also things that the podcasters made as mistakes. <laughs> so he's sort of become their nemesis, even though he's their friend and often podcast partner and other things. So I think what she's insinuating is she's going to be our, not nemesis, but she's going to look out for things to correct, nitpicky things. Oh, that's fine. I just assume she means she's you know, going to be our go-to person. She's going to write in the, all the time. Yeah, okay, that could be it, too. Either way, oh, Danielle, let us it. know your intentions. Either way, we welcome it. So She continues, I find myself relating to Ted when it comes to showing someone movies, because when it comes to showing people things, every word and action is very important and have to tell myself to calm down. We're going to get to that part. Mm-hmm. I am with you so... 100%. You were about to say 100%. I know. I, I was. <laughs> I'm there with you completely. I really get obnoxious when I want someone to see something. So I'm very hesitant to say, I love this movie. I want to watch it with you. Because if they're looking at their phone, if they're, you know, hey, I got to go grab something. Don't stop and keep it playing. <laughs> I will go insane. That's very funny because I feel like when, you know, Hamilton is very important to me. And so, like, when we watched Hamilton, you, like, watched the first half, and you're like, okay, I'm done, and just left, like, with no regard that, like, this is something that, like, is important to me, and that... But I saw Hamilton on I stage. I don't care, but you didn't see it on our screen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I can see where you're coming from there. However, I did actually see it all the way through live in, on Broadway, so <laughs> it's not like I didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> And I don't even think that I kind of, I don't think I agreed to sit there and watch it. I think I just happened to be in the room and then got, got caught up with it for a little bit. And no, then I was like, okay, a, I'm done. No, it was a whole plan. We, were, we planned to watch it when it came out with Tyler and your mom. Was my mom here? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so she left like about halfway through and you're like, okay, I'm done too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I knew that that was the plan, quote unquote. That might have been discussed before, and I didn't really know what I was agreeing to at the time, but <laughs> I, I... Well, I'm glad I hate Star Wars, so bleh. You haven't watched Star Wars. I hate the premise. We'll get there, too. <laughs> Danielle goes on. Barney and Robin were so cute. My favorite part of the episode, I felt bad for Barney, but Lily was hilarious. Did you watch Star Wars? Like Akiva, I feel cooler 
having never seen makes me cooler since a lot of people have seen it. Love you. Yes. Love you too, Danielle. And Danielle. Yeah, that's an ongoing conversation between the two hosts of that Seinfeld podcast. And now they have another podcast called uh, Robin Akiva Need a Podcast where they – I won't go into the premise of it. It's it, – I'd listen to about uh, one-third or one-fourth of their episodes. They cover a topic that I'm interested in. But one of the ongoing themes is that Akiva, the, one of the guys, has never seen any of the Star Wars movies. Yes. And Team Akiva. They did have one podcast where Rob describes the entire plot of... I, I can't remember if it's one of the Star Wars movies or all of the... Oh, my God. It was at least one of them. I think it was just the, the first one. <laughs> Thanks again for writing in, Danielle. We really appreciate the time you take and that you're such a loyal listener. And we also got an Instagram message from our friend Connor... Um, so I think our last episode, we were trying to figure out how it was referenced. That there was like some reference to Lily being like this veterinarian artist, or you know, artist whose work gets displayed in veterinary offices. So Connor tells us from Thursday's episode early on when you were talking about Zoe and Lily, they meet in the Blitz episode, and Lily was going to steal Zoe's scarf, and she said, "I'm Lily Aldrin, friend of Ted Mosby," and then Zoe said the vet office thing. So. Thank you, Connor, for that clarification, because we couldn't really remember. No, I already corrected that in our last podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah, I said, hey, I, I, it, it occurred to me that I was wrong about who was the one that pointed out that they knew her as an artist. Because at first, I think I thought it was the titular mother. And right. then in the last okay. episode, I corrected myself and said, no, it was Zoe the night that they met her in the bar. And oh, that's okay. how she ingratiated so herself with the crowd. Okay, the so crew. that's what Connor's clarifying. So, yeah. Comment. Okay. He, he's covering something I already covered, but thank you anyways, because he probably wrote that before I had made that correction in the last podcast. Yeah, I can't remember when we got that message. But anyway, thank you, and we are always open for... Connor, is he the one from Germany? No, he's um, just a listener from Instagram that's messaged us before. Yeah, I, feel, I, I just... No, I think somebody else is from Germany. I was pretty sure he has messaged us before, but I couldn't remember what for, what he had said. We don't have to remember it now. (laughs) Okay. Do I know you? What were your thoughts? I liked it. It was a good episode. Season four is a strong, strong season. Very in line with season three. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was plenty of parts that I laughed out loud at. I enjoyed the whole thing. This is not one of the better season four episodes even, but... I, I won't I won't spoil where I ranked it, but I think it was higher than I remembered ranking it or liking it. So yeah, I remember when we talked about it, we didn't think it was going to be that great, but yeah, it was enjoyable. We start off with the narrator: the longest pause you will ever experience in your life is the one that follows asking the question. So we rejoin Ted with Stella and him asking her to marry him, and then we get a few versions of what could happen when you ask someone to marry me. One is, no, oh, God, no. You want to marry me? And laughing at him, (laughs) no. That's kind of a good scene. Mm -hmm. And another one is, sorry, Ted, I can't. Mark Johnson, the quarterback from your high school football team, already asked me, which is very (laughs) reminiscent of how asking someone to prom might go. Oh, I didn't think of that. That's funny. And then Mark Johnson comes up, what's up, turd? It's Ted. (laughs) The whole Joey thing or Chandler thing of calling a guy the wrong name. (laughs) <laughs> but if you're lucky, she may answer with yes, which is what Stella says. 
And Ted's face is very sweet here, and it's well acted by Josh Radner. So they spent a summer happily engaged. I think we're sort of rushing through time in this Mm -hmm. one to get us to the current day. At the same time, Marshall's coping with unemployment. (laughs) He's... This is kind of funny. So we just get Marshall in all these different scenarios. What are you doing? Yeah, so Stella and Ted are making out on the couch, and yeah, (laughs) Marshall's standing there. What are you doing? Lily's painting. What are you doing? Barney's in rehab after his bus accident. What are you doing? It was a good montage. Mm-hmm. And then we get him taping his face in the mirror. And he <laughs> asks himself, what are you doing? <laughs> yes. So we, Marshall's struggling. We catch up with Robin as she's holding up the high journalistic standards of Metro News 1. We cut to her saying, is your favorite brand of dental floss poisoning your entire family? Tune in at 11 for the shocking tooth. And I think this is her first, but obviously not last example, of what the station executive considers clever copywriting. Mm -hmm. In fact, we get another one in this episode. Right. Is this the first one? I can't remember. I'm pretty sure. I feel like we've had them before, but everything gets so mixed up We've had the scary stories, but I don't think we've had a play on words. Yeah, the puns. We get to the bar. Yeah, Robin's over it. She's complaining. She's not a reporter. She's someone who shows up at night and scares people. She's the boogeyman with a teleprompter. With Which Barney reacts to gleefully. He's clearly, this is signs of him being in love with her. He thinks it's hilarious. Great joke, Robin. Uh, Lily didn't think it was funny, and Barney disagrees. He says the joke is smart, funny, beautiful, the whole package. Um, Everything you're afraid to let yourself want in a joke? Yeah. Now we're at Barney's apartment. Lily shows up there at 7.22 in the morning. He begged her to come. And he could tell, he says, that she knew something was up with him at the bar. And he's right. I don't think she has any idea what he's talking about. Yeah, and this this little snippet of NPH here is just brilliant. How like, so? <laughs> just how quickly he just jumps from, like, mood to mood to mood in this, like, one, okay. you know, 30-second um, little action scene. Barney confesses that he thinks he's in love with Robin. We go back to the apartment, and we have Marshall and Ted talking. Marshall's trying to get some ideas for a wedding gift for Stella, or a wedding shower gift, and wants to know if she likes to cook. Ted doesn't know. What's her favorite color? Ted doesn't know. Does she have any hobbies? Yes, she's exactly the kind of person who would have hobbies and interests. I'm one lucky son of a bitch. <laughs> so clearly he doesn't know anything about her. So do they not talk to each other? It's very unclear. I feel like they, if they've been engaged, presumably if they've been engaged for the summer, they were dating a few months before that. Like These are like basic things you typically know about somebody. It, like, yes, they got engaged quickly, but you should at least know what color somebody's eyes are. <laughs> they're very unprecise with the timeline here. We don't yeah. really quite know how long they've been together. I think if you went back and pieced together a lot of different statements in the last, you know, five or six episodes, we could figure it out. But it's hard to say in this one. I mean, I, I feel like at most maybe it's six months, but that's still long enough to know some of these real basic things. And I'm guessing it's more like three. But if you figure the whole, I mean, I think typically the chronology lines up with the airing of the episode. So we're guessing season three probably ended in May. And now we're in September. And it seemed like they were together maybe a couple months before the end of season four. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think you're right. I agree with you. Five to six months. 
So, you know, even us, you know, dating long distance, not that seriously, you know, for the, our first six months, I'm pretty sure I could have answered some of these basic questions. Okay, let's, let's give it a try. <laughs> Do I like to cook? Yes. <laughs> What's my favorite color? Green. Do I have any hobbies? Yes, you are definitely the kind of person that has hobbies. <laughs> Name three hobbies of mine. I mean, does, does TV count as a hobby? <laughs> okay, watching TV. Reading. Reading, yes. And running. Yes, although I've been lacking at one of those hobbies over the last few months. That's true, but... Yeah, they... These are... And I know what color your eyes are. <laughs> <laughs> these are basic get-to-know-you stuff, but right. him not knowing the color of her eyes is just not being very observant. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right, we didn't even get that far. We didn't, but it's next. So, he asked, what are the color of her eyes? And you like this one, so I'll yeah. let you do it. The color of the ocean after a storm. Which is? Beautiful. We're back at Barney's apartment. Yeah, there's a lot of flipping scenes in this episode. Lily thinks that this is so sweet that he's in love, and Barney doesn't like it. He's caught feelings. <laughs> and He caught feelings, though he used protection, which I thought was kind of cute. Yeah. He can't eat, he can't sleep, yada yada. And all of a sudden a random girl in a towel walks through. And this sort of made me think, what happened to the no guest towel rule he had? <laughs> or the strategy. Right. Maybe he's kind of let those things slip. Maybe. Like how the girl just walks through and says, morning. Right, not concerned at all that there's you know, some other chick hanging on Barney's couch with him. We go back to the apartment Ted confesses, yeah, I don't know much about her, but what's this really about? Do you not like her or something? Ted, uh, Marshall likes her because she's a Mets fan. I, don't, I think this is the first we're hearing that Marshall's a Mets fan. Yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, why wouldn't he be a Twins fan? Oh, good point. Wow. I'm impressed. Thinking about stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, Ted didn't know she was a Mets fan. So <laughs> like, it's unclear. What do they talk about? Marshall suggests they slow things down a bit, get to know each other. Ted takes the other tack, you know, we're getting married, we'll have all our lives to get to know each other. Well, that's not how it works. But <laughs> no, that's a bad plan. He knows that he loves her. And that transitions to a line at Barney's apartment from there with Lily asking if he loves her. And that he can't be in love with her if he's sleeping with other women. Now, that's not necessarily true. No, that's not true at all. <laughs> a little, little old-fashioned, but... And Barney's on our side. <laughs> he makes a bad metaphor of, well... I, like, I mean, I think it, it explains what he's... like the two the, things even yeah, related. The discordant views in his head. Like, yes, he can feel like he's in love with Robin, but that doesn't mean he's going to stop sleeping with other people while they're not together. Like, Yes, so how can an ant carry 20 times its body weight and root beer floats still be delicious? Barney freaks out a little bit over the word boyfriend. Do you want to be your boyfriend? And he gets a little squir- squeamish about that phrase or terminology mm-hmm. what does he want <laughs> he wants to be with her all the time to hear about her day tell her about mine hold her hand smell her hair and as he's saying this he's like leaning against the counter like <laughs> really uh, cutesy <laughs> these are all the things you and i do together it's true i guess we're you smell my hair not on purpose <laughs> i really do like the next line by Lily of what he just described is a relationship between a boyfriend and a girlfriend, and a pretty clingy one at that. Although, like, she has room to talk. Right. 
And I don't think that, I mean, I guess the only clingy part is him saying, I want to be with her all the time. Yeah. Everything else just sounds like normal relationshipy stuff. Especially new relationshipy stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, Barney wants to know if she's going to help, and she says she will. She's a kindergarten teacher. Uh, she helps the kids that are most challenged, and but she'll only do it if he stops sleeping around. Barney agrees. We go back to Metro, Metro News One. We get another Robin, you know, traditional Robin broadcasting or copyright statement. Coming up next is your local ice cream man actually driving a roving meth lab on wheels. Stay tuned for the full scoop. Really? <laughs> is she saying really on air? I was wondering about that, too. <laughs> that seems strange. You would, I, I would hope that they cut first. but. <laughs> and that's what I cannot remember, because I have something in my head of her being like, people died, like, as she's, like, making some bad pun, but I can't remember if that already happened or if it's coming up. I think it's coming up, not oh, okay. this episode, but soon. We cut to Ted's apartment. He's in an apron serving food he cooked to Stella. She thinks that a guy cooking is really sexy, and he kind of really leans into this. And <laughs> so <laughs> my grandma taught me how. He had a lot of time after school to watch her cook because he wasn't good at sports. <laughs> Just the way he says it is really funny. <laughs> she wants to know what's in the pesto. I'm pretty impressed that he makes his own pesto. Yeah. He has a secret ingredient amongst the other normal things, and she guesses peanuts and then keels over. Yep. And then we get a shot of the ambulance going through the streets. There's an immediate cut to him and her, him kind of grilling her for more details about herself. Second date, third date kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> uh, she's tired. She doesn't want to do this, but he you know, wants to know who her first kiss was. There's a series of jokes about this Dale Harris where... Mm-hmm. And I like that they do the rules of three on this one. It was right. her first kiss. Also her first passion of makeout. Just kidding. Also the first time she had sex. Just kidding. Yeah, they share, yeah, when they lost their virginity. For her was Billy DeVito, sophomore year of college. He was with Molly McKenzie, junior year of high school, and I guess this is the girl who borrowed money from him and went out to set off fireworks with her cousins <laughs> in the woods. And never paid him back. But she didn't. <laughs> I'll call you. Yeah, it's a nice callback. But she didn't. I'll pay you back, but she didn't. We're at Barney's. So Lily's encouraging him to just, you know, call Robin, let her see the new the new Barney, you know. And he <laughs> fails miserably. He calls Robin and just <laughs> Right. Basically that it hangs up. He goes, I left a voicemail, I like Lily's line. You left a voice, but it wasn't male. <laughs> right. So Lily's confused, you know, Barney's called girls a million times, like, what's the problem? Yeah, we get a good series. He says, you know, those were just booty calls, and we get a good sequence of how easy it is and how little you have to talk for a booty call. Mm -hmm. At 9 9 p.m., it's, hey, baby, it's Barney. You busy tonight? Sweet. The later it gets a few words you need, later it's Barney saying, busy? Sweet. And then at three in the morning, it's a question mark with a response of an exclamation mark. <laughs> and it was Stacy. Do we know him to have been with a Stacy? I thought Stacy was the girl that they competed over, right? Yeah, because I like, mean, hey, there can be more than one Stacy in the world, right? But when you reuse a name, there's right. a, almost a reason for it. And I wonder if he ended up hooking up with her again, right? Yeah, that's interesting. 
Lily is astonished that he got laid off a question mark. <laughs> and Barney counters with, you know, it's no worse than your super obvious code words. And we get a flash of everyone at the bar with <laughs> Lily saying the word rhinoceros. And time, we have to go. <laughs> and I just, I love Lily's delivery here. Great. Now we need a new code word. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Barney's phone rings. It's Robin. And he gets sort of a weird voice that he answers with to counter, I guess, how he left the voicemail. And <laughs> right. she refers to his voicemail. He asks for Lily's help. Lily suggests he asks for something personal. So he asks her, what age did you get your first period? <laughs> that seems like something Randy would have done if Barney was coaching Randy. Right. He, he seems like he's going to go ahead and take Lily's advice and ask her out. But instead, he says, nothing got to go. And then tries to play it off on Lily like this was all a prank. Right, yeah. There's a camera there, there, there that captured all this. And at the end of the scene, Lily realizes that there really is a camera. It says gross. <laughs> We're back at the apartment for more grilling by Ted. Wants to know her first movie. Benji, 1981. Did you ever see Benji as a kid? I think so. That sounds familiar. That was a weird line that she says that she kept thinking, oh, that dog is so dead right now. Yeah, it. I have that as my worst joke, and I don't get it. <laughs> it was in line for one of my worst joke candidates. Ted's first movie was when his dad took him to, took him to see the original Star Wars. Um, yeah, I guess if it was at a drive-in, it's because it was a replay, because Ted's mm-hmm. younger than me, and he wouldn't have been alive for the first Star Wars movie. Right. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too. Stella's never seen it, much like you and Danielle and Akiva. <laughs> it's a good group we have going. Marshall reacts... Strongly to this, and this was also one of my candidates for worst lines of Ted, the only people in the universe who haven't seen Star Wars are the characters, and that's because they lived them. <laughs> they lived the Star Wars. So, you know, even though I haven't seen it and don't really have any plans to see it, I actually kind of enjoy this whole storyline. I think it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. I can appreciate the fandom and people that enjoy it. Yeah, I would have made you watch it, except... I think eventually Tyler is going to come to me saying he wants to watch Star Wars, which mm-hmm. will be a great day in my life because I've tried <laughs> to like get him into it piece by piece. Mm-hmm. I even tried getting him to watch it in 30 minutes incre- in 30 minute increments like it's a TV show. Mm-hmm. And he just, I couldn't get him to fall for it because the beginnings are never that good. Like it's not going to capture a kid's attention that's as young as him. Mm-hmm. So maybe just over time, there will be some pressure for him to want to watch it. And I figure when that time comes, you will at least try and watch the first few with us. I don't know. I wonder how much of a stand I should take. There's some back and forth about how important is it that she likes this movie. And Ted ends with, dude, it's just a movie. (laughs) And they rewind 121 awesome minutes later. I like how they throw in the awesome. Mm -hmm. And they're both just staring at the TV like in awe. If Stella doesn't like this movie, I can't marry her. You can't. You want to watch it again? I do. <laughs> do you have a movie like that? Or did you ever have something that I can't marry someone that doesn't like this? I don't think there is. Cause no, because I feel like my taste kind of changed. Like, I'll be kind of obsessed with something for a little bit, and then I'll move on in my fandom. And this does actually remind me a little bit of, like, when Tyler and I... Because Tyler and I have watched Hamilton a few times together. And usually not in, you know, the whole chunk, because it's, like, you know, three and a half hours. But we'll watch it in pieces, and then as soon as it ends, we'll be like, do you want to watch it again? I'll be like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me start back over. 
Yeah, I guess Hamilton could be a disqualifier for you, and I, I'm not a huge Hamilton fan, but... Uh, You're now, lucky we're already married. Yeah. Although now that I'm reading the biography, I think I might enjoy a rewatch of it, because... Let me know. Yeah, I will. We'll, we'll watch it when I'm done. Yay! Now that I've, I've got a lot more background. Mm-hmm. So it's not just me interrupting every 30 seconds. <laughs> Fun fact, number seven. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I used to have this obnoxious, snobbish thing about someone I dated liking the movie adaptation and understanding the joke behind it. The whole idea that everything the writer in the movie is saying he doesn't want to do when he's writing this movie comes up in the movie. Did I fail this test? I don't remember. <laughs> I remember watching this movie. I don't remember being tested on it. I don't remember. But that used to be one of my things of, I really want to date someone that gets this. <laughs> that sounded really pretentious. Yeah, it, it is pretentious. <laughs> and it's not even like that high-minded a movie. It just, it's very cleverly done. It's one of my favorites. But nothing like Star Wars or Marvel stuff or anything like that or music. I think community is a little bit like that for me, where it's just like, if you don't like community, I might have a problem. Because it's so funny, like, and it's so clever. And we haven't really gotten to any of, like, the genre episodes yet. It took But for, they're so good. It took forever for you to get me to watch it. It did, but isn't it so worth it? I, I you know what, we're actually? We're still early in. Yeah, we're, we're still in the like first season. When we get through the second season, I'll rank it in my top 100 TV shows, and we'll see where it ends up. Yeah, so that's kind of how I've been with it. Yeah, so we've picked up a couple of shows. I have been enjoying it, though. Yeah, good. Yeah, we picked up a few shows that I've watched and loved and Steve hasn't. And so I, I, I was a little hesitant of, like, what, what if you, we watch it and he doesn't like it? What are you thinking of that you like that I didn't? Um, nothing but just, like, Community and Shit's Creek. And so, like, us picking them up and then me having to risk you not liking them. Oh, I thought you had an example of something I didn't like that you introduced Oh, no, no, me. no. But just that I, you know, these are things that I really, really enjoyed and... If it you, didn't translate to something that you enjoyed, I would have been disappointed. You've liked every show I've brought you in on, pretty much. I don't think there's ever been a show I had you watch where you didn't get into it and want to keep watching it. No, but you did make me watch Lord of the Rings, and I hated that. That's, yeah, <laughs> but that wasn't a... Di- I love Lord of the Rings, but that's not a disqualifier mm-hmm. for me by any means. I am surprised you don't like it, because you do like so many things that aren't that dissimilar from it. It was so boring. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't care what happened to anybody. All right, folks, write in your thoughts. I didn't even make her watch the third one, which is the one that eventually won Best Picture, just because she made it through the first two, and I figured by the end of the second one, because it has such a great battle at the end, that she'd have come around a little bit on it, and she didn't, so I was like, okay, I'm going to... I feel like the third one's just as long as the first two combined, so I was like, I I can't make you sit through like a a three-and-a-half-hour movie if you didn't like the first two. (laughs) I tried. You did. Okay, so back to Star Wars. This is a big deal. We get Barney and Lily in a new scene at a restaurant. Robin's already there. This is a whole setup where Lily's going to dump Barney on Robin. Barney wants to know why Lily didn't invite the rest of the gang. She says because they're not in love with Robin and neither is she. Although she's great and sweet and Lily's not going to pretend that she hasn't noticed her body. But this is (laughs) off topic and I think this is the first reveal of Lily's attraction to Robin. And it's going to get much more frequent mm-hmm. as we go here. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Barney thinks she'll, she won't take him seriously. He's a womanizing idiot. Lily says she'll like the Barney he, she met the other day. And Barney says, you know, that insecure, touchy-feely she-male. 
who, who sounded alarmingly close to Ted. And Lily points out, well, Ted hit that for a year. And Barney takes her point. So Barney goes in. We go to Ted with Stella, and he's setting it up that they're going to watch Star Wars. He goes, uh, she's never seen it, so we figured, why not? No big deal. It's pretty good. Trying to act really <laughs> casual about right? it. And she's in. So it sounds like a plan. She's going to go grab a beer. Does he want one? And well, she says you, this as the, yeah. as the opening prologue strolling up the screen. <laughs> and it's an important setup to what this universe is as you're getting introduced to it. And now we're going to get into the thing where it is so hard to introduce a movie that you love to someone and they're not paying attention to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And so Ted's trying, but the movie's already started. And I love her. Here. Just some words flying through space. I'm not going to read that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and when she said that, I was like, what kind of psychopath are you? <laughs> that you're not going to read the setup for this movie. <laughs> right. My mom was over here the other day, uh, this was a couple weeks ago, and we had to kill some time before, I think we're getting ready to go for uh, the Seder for Passover at, to my brother's house, and we were waiting for you to finish getting ready, and I said, Mom, you know, we podcast about this show, let me show you our favorite episodes so you can kind of see what we're talking about for it. Mm-hmm. So we started watching Doisa Tripla, and I'm, you know, interceding with some background of the characters and such, and she's paying attention. Not a single... Laugh, not a <laughs> chuckle, didn't crack a smile. At she's no like, point did she think any of it was even a little bit funny. <laughs> she's like George's mom. Yeah. <laughs> not a teehee. <laughs> not, never mind. But yeah, the, there was nothing about the show she liked, so. I don't know why you thought your mom was going to like the show. I There's thought that episode is so good. <laughs> would say to me, this is a woman that would like How I Met Your Mother. So as Stella leaves a room... Marshall pops up from behind the couch, which becomes a running gag. <laughs> and he's like, off to a bad start. <laughs> this is funny. I do like this. We get back to, he really needs to get a job. <laughs> I really do, don't I? We go back to the restaurant. And Barney's trying to show interest in Robin. And he's, it's kind of coming, the things he says are funny coming out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Tell me about your day, not just what happened. How you felt about what happened. Has been reading, like, relationship advice? Or yeah. where's this coming from? Sort of sounds like that. And he's not looking to problem solve. He's just trying to listen. Right. And Robin is all of us. Like, why are you acting this way? <laughs> yeah, he's freaking her out. Be gross, inappropriate. Be Barney. And then she tries to kind of force the issue by saying that she was at the chiropractor. The guy bent her over a table and pounded her for a good hour. I like his responses to these things. Is insurance going to cover that? Sometimes they don't. <laughs> right. Then she goes for the dentist. He drilled her all day long, filled all her cavities. <laughs> Your teeth look fantastic. <laughs> Who are you? But you, you skipped over the part where tonight's going to be D, wait for it, lightful. Yeah. <laughs> Just the way he says it is funny. Okay. We're back at the apartment and Ted's watching Stella <laughs> as she's watching the movie and has to do one of those quick lookaways. Wants to know why he's staring at her. He just tries to say because she's beautiful, and that is a turn-on for her. So she goes at goes for it with him. Right, and so this is where he starts jumping in with his Star Wars fun facts. Yeah, this is a great scene. She's getting ready to miss here. And I like her line. Yeah, Ted, I'm losing wood over here. What's going on? <laughs> right. So, you know, she's trying to turn this into a... Yeah, she's clearly not interested in this movie. <laughs> she's a little thirsty here and right. wants to get, get some. Yeah, she doesn't want the fun facts. She now realizes how important it is that she 
watches and likes this movie. So she tells him, if you want me to really, you know, watch it closely and enjoy it, you're going to have to leave the room. And he's like, okay. Ted goes to his room and then Marshall stands up. Should I leave too? And scares the crap out of her. She Just screams. Popcorn goes, Pop goes everywhere. And Ted runs out. What part? What part? Great scene. Yeah, it's really good. Great scene. <laughs> exactly. All right, we're back at the restaurant. There's a busty waitress that's kind of shoving her ample cleavage in Barney's face as she, I guess she's refilling wine or something. And he just, like, looks around the boobs to look at Robin and smile. Robin's got a great line. Even I was thinking about rocking a motorbike on those bad boys. <laughs> Barney says he doesn't want to always be that guy. He wants to know something about Robin that... He, he wants him, her to tell him something that he doesn't already know. And then she talks about uh, the, a job that she wants to go after in the legit news world. But she's not going to apply, and he wants to know why. She thinks she's a joke, and Barney says that he, she's not. And he says, promise me you'll apply. And the look on Robin's face after he says that's very interesting and very well done. It's very... I was trying to find the right words for it, but she looked flattered and also impressed by him at the same time and it was a nice beat yeah something like she's like realizing there's a little bit more to him than the way he usually acts we're in ted's room marshall's doing the old tropey glass to the door <laughs> right. to hear through to hear through it better and we're coming up to the trash compactor scene which is a thrilling scene in star wars and ted goes oh great scene <laughs> marshall Great scene. Yeah, you and I do that all the all time. The, anytime anybody says anything's great. <laughs> and this is a great sequence here. Great sequence. <laughs> oh, I got to say that on my, unfortunately I had an hour and a half call this morning for work on a Sunday. And someone said major, this is going to be a major factor in this. Oh, no. And I said out loud, major factor. And no one heard me, Nobody's thankfully. Nobody's get that, especially no. if you're not on video. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't on video. I, no one paid attention to what I said. <laughs> They're just like, why is I wasn't repeating? on mute, but I had to say it to myself. I wasn't looking for validation. They're just like, why does Steve have Tourette's all of a sudden? I like Marshall's... Um, so Marshall says she doesn't take a... She didn't make a peep... Ted goes to take a look, and, and she's not even watching. She's texting. And I like this. Uh, he gets a text from her. Stop watching me, jackasses. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. You don't expect that. You, like, you do right. think she's obnoxious, and then he gets that text from her. <laughs> we go to the restaurant. Barney wants to tell her something. This is a very short scene. Mm-hmm. And she says, hold that thought. We're I back love with- Robin's dress, by the way. I think she looks amazing this scene. When she stood up and I saw the full dress, I didn't like it that much. Oh, I, I loved it. I, I didn't like the way it hung on her. That was very pretty. We're back in Ted's room. Stella comes in. She says she loved it. Ted's relieved. He's marrying a woman who's not only hot but loves Star Wars. We get a That's the Dream. I don't think this is our first one, but I think it's the first one from Ted. Maybe. Well, no, because he already said, Spring Wedding in Canada. That's the Dream. <laughs> Okay, so maybe this is the first actual, not sarcastic, that's the dream. Yeah. So he high-fives himself, his 15-year-old self, through the space-time continuum. Which we love. <laughs> yes. Or I love when they mention the space-time continuum. 
calls him a masturbating little bastard. And he leaves. Like, still is like, it was so good. And Marshall, you hate it, didn't you? <laughs> it was so, so stupid. stupid. How do they understand that walking bear they hang around with all the time? Yeah, she throws shade at Chewbacca. <laughs> it is strange that everyone understands him and understands Chewbacca. And R2-D2 also, a lot of people understand the bleeps and the bit, you know, the beeps and the bleeps that are coming out of R2-D2. And I guess it's just, you know, eventually you understand a language. Maybe. That people speak to you. Yes. He goes, and they're like, that's a good point, Bear. Let's try that. I like her physical motions as she's doing it. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just a reminder of you know, what a good comedic actress Sarah Chalk is. Marshall uses this as a moment to, I guess, test her and say, this is... Or just give her the heads up. Like, this is important to Ted. Like, can you fake it? Mm-hmm. And she says she can. We're back at the restaurant. Robin returns from whatever she was doing. Barney says, here's the deal. And we get a, have you met? We haven't had one of these for a while, and yeah. I think this might be the last one. But she's going to introduce Barney to April, who is very attractive, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's like very well tanned, yeah. well, beautiful hair. One, yeah, so she's the waitress, or yeah. The, yeah, whoever was filling the glasses earlier with the big boobs. And says that Barney's a Yankee second baseman, and April wants to know if he could hit a goal for her during the baseball match. <laughs> Didn't, wasn't him being a Yankee one of the bracket things? Yeah. And so I started to think, oh, is this girl? And then, no, no. That already happened. Yeah, it already <laughs> happened. Maybe that's where Robin got the idea yeah, for it. Yeah, maybe recycling playbook bits. After Robin leaves, he tells April his feelings for Robin and says that, you know, this just isn't going to happen between them. We're now at his apartment with Lily, and he's obviously been recapping the story for her. He said that was it. Lily says you can't give up. And then April comes out <laughs> and is asked when my family gets to Yankee Stadium, are the tickets under your name or mine? So he did actually go through with it with April, which yeah, obviously. you should. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we both hit that. Yes. Um, but Lily points out that you can't be in love with Robin and still be sleeping with every bimbo on the planet. You have to choose right now and <laughs> You know, we don't love the term bimbos, but I wanted to, I do want to point out a couple good lines that, right. yeah, that was, come behind this. I was going back and forth on that, too. Yeah, I don't love the terminology, but I, it's a funny speech that Barney gives. Yeah, there's a couple of things that make it worth them using the terminology for me. One is when Lily says, you know, you're just confused, Barney goes, oh, I'm not confused, but you know who is confused? <laughs> bimbos. <laughs> like, that's a really great turnaround. Right. And... He and, and then sluggish, he, unencumbered minds. Yeah, and then again, and now we're getting a body shaming. Right. But it, but it's but again, it's the, yeah, the way they wrote this phrasing really worked for me. He's like, bimbos have always been there for me through thick and thin, mostly thin. B man, don't don't do thick crust. What up? I I really like the phrasing of that, even though it's offensive. Right, and we get you know, it, it's one of those that Barney's written to be offensive. Like, it just you know, he is. A terrible person, and we get it, you know, reflected in Lily, who just leaves. <laughs> yeah, I, when I'd say when this episode came out, people weren't complaining a lot about the things he was making fun of women for. But I will say, even to this date, the way they wrote it, I think holds up in how funny they use the phrase. They they've turned a phrase for mm-hmm. it, so uh, it still worked very well for me. And then we get like a very unattached scene. 
of them being at the bar and Lily saying chimichanga. <laughs> and that's clearly their new code word. Their code word. word. We okay. have to go. <laughs> so good episode. What do you think I ranked it? 42. Oh, man. 40. Oh, nice. Really well done. <laughs> what is your favorite joke? Um, I think it might actually be Lily's response. Like the way that she says, great, now we need a new code word. Hmm. <laughs> Although I have to say the Marshall popping up from behind the couch and Stella spilling the popcorn everywhere was And then Ted good. running. Uh, yeah, yes, Ted, but I'll add Ted yeah. running mm-hmm. out. Ted running out because that... The first two things were great, and then Ted running out really capped mm-hmm. it. That is my favorite part. Too. Okay. <laughs> Least favorite? Um, that, oh, that dog is so dead right now. Yeah, that was close for me, but I chose Marshall, seeing that the only people that like Star Wars, or that haven't seen Star Wars, were in Star Wars. It was not well written and went on way too long. <laughs> okay, where can people find us? You can find and us. Write to us at RunkleRecaps.com. Email us at RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. On Twitter, at RunkleRecaps. And on Instagram, underscore how I met your podcast underscore. All right, I didn't prep Jen for this, but we'll see if she responds the right way. So I want to leave everyone with one last thought. <laughs> You're right, Steve. We do have to go. I thought you were going to say, that's right, Bear. <laughs> Is what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> But I think this was good enough that we don't have to redo it. <laughs> okay. All right, everyone. Bye. Sorry that my Chewbacca wasn't very good. Bye-bye. <laughs> I really thought you were going to do the chimichanga or rhinoceros <laughs> to be the best <laughs> joke. <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> we have to go. That could have worked.